broadcasting from across the North American continent of the Terran Empire, bringing you our unpopular Star Trek opinions since 2020. This is Code 47. Oh my gosh, we're back. Code 47 podcast on the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. It wasn't that funny. Um, no, uh, <laughs> uh, no, Lexi looked right at you when you did that. Oh God, she's, I didn't. Just, well, I, she's just like I didn't know that she, she like this. Like I didn't know she could hear me, and I used I used a bad language word, so now I feel terrible. So I guess we'll be better about that. So sorry, Lexi. Um, we do have a special guest star, but we'll talk about it in a minute. But I want to uh, top this off by first introducing myself. If you're a first time listener, Charlie Carden here, Trek Lord of West Michigan, Captain of the USS Grand Petoskey, a chapter of the Star Trek International Fan Club, and we are back uh, for episode 46 after having taken a week off due to schedule jams for all three of us not not the least of which was myself now living out of state during the week uh, doing training for a new job which i'm just excited to have a new job i was unemployed for nine months it was totally hellacious so i'm back in the world um but yeah i'm joined as always by lieutenant commander raren my transporter uh split kind of like a jeff goldblum fly thing happening uh richard aaron uh who are joining like i said joining me as always so guys how are you I'm good. I think Rich needs a promotion to commander. He just got a promotion to full lieutenant, so I don't want to be that guy who's just <laughs> okay, get, who's just giving away promotions great. like lunch. He, he he's going to get there. He's going to get there. Plus, you know, you'll be VRC next week, next uh, year, so you'll be captain. So you know, can't I can't race him up too fast. That would be irresponsible. On some ships, people don't get promoted like ever, but we don't need to talk about that. So you mean like the Voyager. No, I was thinking more in SFI, but as I said, oh. I, I, I digest. Um, so, yeah, we're back. Uh, and what we were intending to do, this is episode 46, as I mentioned, what we were intending to do is start talking about the return of Lower Decks last week. But as a result, uh, we are going to talk about episodes one and two. And I'm very excited. This was very on the fly. We have, uh, and Aaron, I'll let you handle the introductions, a very special guest commentator slash note giver uh, to give a little perspective. Uh, that would be Lex, who is your daughter. Please introduce Hi, this is Lex. Um, she will be joining us when we cover the second Prodigy episode. Um, reason being, I it's no secret, I'm not that into animated things. I don't have a lot positive that I can contribute. And instead of me just being like, I don't get it, it's stupid. Here's an expert <laughs> on things. When she can't join us, she's still going to watch the episode and I'll go by her notes. Nice. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I think this was this was inspired. Aaron and I were talking about an hour ago. I'm like, I don't want you to feel like this is a slog for you or it's a real bummer. And we did we we brainstormed a little bit. And we and she ended up throwing this idea out there, and I thought it was a great one. So big thumbs up. Uh, by the way, uh, sharpier listeners might have caught that Aaron said it was the second episode of Prodigy. Star Trek Prodigy has not come out yet. We're talking oh, yeah, about you're right. we're talking I'm about lower heard. decks. So anyway, lower tunes were the same to me. I know <laughs> it's all it's it's all. Oh, it, all animated EDD. So anyway, uh, yeah, so let's jump right in. Uh, Lower Decks returned a uh, week before last uh, for season two with episode the first, Strange New Energies. And I realized that uh, following in Rich's footsteps, I do not have this link open. So I'm going to go ahead uh, and let one of you guys start talking about the summary instead of me. So Rich, go ahead. What? The summary? Yeah, just a real quick summary of episode one so we can start talking um, about it. Sci-fi stuff happens. Oh, God. And... Very helpful. I well, have, ooh, if we're doing it this way, I have one too. Please, please go yeah. ahead. 
cartoony things happened. Oh my god, this is. A, and this then there is... was this big head thing, and then yeah. somebody got kicked in the balls, and I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so here's, what, here's what happened. It. Here's what happened. The the Mariner, the main character, who I'm I'm guessing she, I'm just going to call her the main character. I know there's other characters. She Understood. is she's on a planet with the dude who is the first officer of the Cerritos and he gets God powers because she power washes a building. Right. I'm not joking. It's true. He gets God powers because she power washes a building. And then he goes all Gary Mitchell, um, on them. He turns into a floating head at one point and attacks the Cerritos and is only foiled by Mariner kicking him in the sack like 16 times. Okay, so this may be uh, this may be a hard turn for you. I did not enjoy this episode because oh my of the God, way, good. Okay, the way you just described it, I'm like, that's even dumber than I thought it was. My big complaint was <laughs> okay, at the end so of it. It was they, legit, just dumb. Yeah. Right. I, well, I, I wasn't wrong in watching this. Like, oh my God, this is horrible. It was actually bad. I mean, there's no wrong. There, there's no wrong or right on the show. I want to go on record, backwards and forwards, whatever we talk about, opinions. I'm a very strong... You uh, said well, opinions oh, like it was oh, Irish. Le, yeah, oh, right. apostrophe opinion. Oh, oh, oh apostrophe opinions. We just found a name for this episode. Oh, apostrophe opinions. Nailed it! Good work, Aaron. But anyway, I am a very... You will always hear me rally against what I refer to as militant fanboyism. Somebody who comes on and says, this is my opinion. If you don't like it, you're a moron. This is my oh opinion... My God, yes. That's how I feel, though. Yeah, dude, you're like you're like insulting us. What do you? Doing? You know what? This is the hill I will die on. So don't. <laughs> you know what? I'm like Freddie Mercury right now. Don't stop me now because I'm I'm on a roll. No, I won't. All opinions are valid in this context, not in the context of other things we talk about. Like you know, the vaccine is going to give you a chips, and the lizard gods are coming. That that's not a valid opinion. I saw the lizard god uh, like in a picture. They it was in uh, Japan. It came out of one of their rivers. Okay, and did a of, he? A lot of people were captioning that it was Janeway. You haven't did seen a, this? I have seen it. Did uh, did did uh, it was it because of the vaccine? Never mind. Let's not touch that. But anyway, Look, can I just interject something here? I think that a li- I think that a lizard god would do way better than what we've done so far. So I mean, uh, there on, is god. absolutely no way to debate that in the contrary. So you are correct. Um, but at any rate, um, yeah, I have enjoyed the show. But th- th- this was not a great segment. Yeah, it was just it, w- it was too ridiculous. I mean, the fact of the matter is they stop him in the end by dropping a boulder on him, which should have killed him because that's what killed Gary Mitchell. But five minutes later, he's in the sick bay with the cat doctor and she has completely healed him. That's for some reason, that's kind of a bridge too far for me. And we were watching it again this morning. <laughs> and as she's power washing a building and she uncovers the magic eye that gives him God powers, I'm like, why did why was that a thing that was a thing? That seemed very unthinked. That was even like, that was too far for me. My suspension of disbelief, even with Star Trek, ships flying through space and warp speed or whatever it is. If she power washed uh, an eye and then it was like the staff of Ra, the sun hit it and it gave him God powers. Why, why wasn't that, why wasn't that in like the, you know, the, the travel guide for this planet? You know what I'm saying? That makes that just, there's like goofy, weird stuff. And it even says right here. Uh, in the review, I, I, I've been using Den of Geek. I use these for this, and I also use these when we were doing the Bad Batch over on Holocron Chronicles, our other podcast. Um, Ransom is, uh, yeah, of all the people playing God in this episode, Ransom is being himself. He's imbued with sci-fi stuff, which is, yeah. I think that's exactly what Dr. Tana is, the cat doctor. Sorry. I just like to call her. I just think of that scene of her in the first season with 
Mariner looks at her and says, why do cats like to eat nachos? That That's all she is to me. Uh, a cat eating nachos. So, yeah, dumb episode. Um, don't really feel like they worked much out. Uh, I was kind of bummed at the end seeing Riker, but not Troy. Uh, it, Troy was also not in the second episode, which I think was kind of a bummer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, and as I said, might surprise you, but I'm kind of thumbs down on this episode. I think it was it was kind of dumb and irrelevant. Didn't Good, really move anything let's forward. Let's flush it down the toilet. And moving on to episode two, Aaron, I'm going to have you kick this off with the notes of your special note goer or put her on. Please put her uh, on. We'll even watch our language ready? or whatever. All right. Put that down. Or you can sit on my lap. This is a first. We have never had a uh, a child commentator on any of our shows, so I'm totally down. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Please. Lexi, hello. Oh, she can't hear us. <laughs> hello, Lexi. I'm Charlie. This is Rich. Hi. Hello. How are you? So hit us with it. What did you think of uh, episode two of Lower Decks? Do you want me to bring up your notes? Yes. Okay, here's your notes. All right. Coral head. Yeah. Tell, explain the, where you came up with Coral head. Because the Darmok kind of looked like his head was made out of coral. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And then what's next? What if they turn a coral head into a puppet? <laughs> that I thought was okay. I kind of like that. Okay. What about this one? Are there so many captains and so few yellow shirts? <laughs> there's too That's many. A ensigns. Valid question. That's there's a valid too, question. There's way too many ensigns in the show. I think. Okay. What about this one? Birdman is so stupid. <laughs> was Birdman? The, was that the counselor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, a voice by Paul F. Tompkins, who actually does the the pod directed podcast with Tony Newsom, who is Mariner, which is actually it's very enjoyable. Okay, and finally, Boimer has a hair like mommy's. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. That is correct. All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you. Thank you, Lexi. Those were all super cool talking points. Oh, one thing I forgot to throw out in relation to episode one, the the guy on the planet that they were on that, you know, gave Ransom the guy password that he was talking to, that was voiced by Randall Park. I had to look it up. Randall Park, who is Jimmy Woo in the MCU and other stuff. Oh. Random fact. Okay, so back to episode two. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, since we, we got the notes of your constituent and you're still on a roll, what were your thoughts? I agree with all of her comments. <laughs> to- Those total- are also my comments. Totally um, valid comments. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, you know, it's, I I heard a lot of good things about this episode the day it came out. Everybody's saying it's probably the best episode of Lower Decks of all time, which isn't a very long time because they've only had one season. Yeah. Right. With that said, I thought it was just the idea was hey, let's make a mismatch of as many Star Trek episodes as we can and throw it together and people will eat it up. And I didn't. This, it, this one? This I, one thought it was, I thought it was uncreative. I can't necessarily disagree so far. I didn't think anything really jumped out at me. It, it's, I'm sorry. That, that's, that's all. That, that's it. 
Uh, you're right. There were parts of yeah, you're right. A lot of it was it was kind of put stuff in a blender and let it roll. And really, the whole plot line of the episode emphasized that because the mission of the Cerritos is they were helping out the the Collectors Guild, which did come from an episode of TNG. There was that dude who kidnapped Data to add. He was yeah. like the the collector of Star Trek kidnapped well, Data. I was under the impression that he stole or he inherited that guy's collection, and that's why that's the guy that comes alive in the painting and attacks them. Was that the same guy? If that's what? the case, I, t- I totally missed it. Because at the end, that guy got arrested and his collection got liquidated. So I didn't think it was the same guy. Because uh, hes it's not a guy. It's his painting. Well, I know. But I mean the guy before he died. It's like in that episode of Deep Space Nine where um, they're like, you have done something to the Cardassian network and then they're all miners please get back to work it's oh like the, yeah the, the civil defense the one yeah, where they, they trip like, the yeah it's just like an automated defense system He's right. like, if you're, he even says if you're seeing this that means I have died right exactly it was this Gould Ducat says Bajoran workers you're you know uh, you're right. revolting and if you don't knock it off we're gonna blow you up or whatever um, I didn't really think that actor was uh, Kivas Fasho was the name of the character was played by actor Sal Rubiniak, who's been in a ton of great stuff over the years. But I seriously remember that at the end, the Enterprise catches him. He's in the brig and Data says, yeah, you know, uh, your stuff is all being liquidated and you're going to jail. So, you know, deuces, bitch. And he's out. Um, so I never really yeah, thought but, of him coming back. But, but still. probably stole it or whatever. I mean, they don't have to explain it. Like I said, they didn't put right. any creative thought into this episode. They just mixed a bunch of crap together. They they did. And, and it's true that this series has a habit of kind of doing that. But I'm kind of with you that both of these episodes were kind of relayed a little too heavy and not really having a plot. And just taken like it was the stew. That's another good one. The opinions of stew. The O apostrophe opinions of Star Trek stew. Do we like it? We'll, we'll keep we'll keep workshopping it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think the and again having the Packleds is like the series villain. It's like the Packleds totally suck. It's like it's like they're picking on the developmentally disabled because that's what the Packleds are, and they're supposed to be badasses. It was the same reason I think that the Ferengi were never a serious villain after their like second or third appearance because it was determined, oh, all the Ferengi want is gold press latinum, and you can get that out of a replicator, so they're not scary. It's like the Packleds are not scary, and they're not badasses, so that's what... I'm annoyed by that, too. I, you guys are kind of turning the tide on me. I'm just... I'm not really digging on this season so far. I'm enjoying Marvel's What If a lot more, which I'll be talking about on, on Secret Friends this week, but... Okay, you know, well, let's talk about what other episodes they ripped off. How about the one yeah. the transporter accident? How about Absolutely. the one where Indiana Troy's like play Nightbird? Like, Which is that's the same episode, but yes, it? yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I had said to you guys like, hey, how about all the Easter eggs or whatever? I found two, but I'm sure there's a million. Uh, and Rich, I, I mentioned this one particularly because it's salient to our hatred of Star Trek: The Animated Series. There was the bones of the giant Spock from the Infinite mm-hmm. Vulcan. Yeah, I did uh, see that. And then I did catch they used the bones of the Excalibur, which was the the rock creature that Kirk Spock and or Kirk McCoy and Serac and then Abraham Lincoln and a bunch of other guys were uh, like historical figures were on a planet having to fight each other to the death. Those are the two that I caught, but I know there's like 50 billion. But those are the two that I caught. Here's the here's the problem that I'm having with this series, especially starting with this season is they have leaned way, way, way the hell into this Seth MacFarlane-esque mm. family guy in space thing. And that doesn't work for me. It worked for me 
15 years ago, maybe. But yeah, I'm with I'm you. Not that guy anymore, you know? And you I, know my theory how we could fix this. Right. How's that? Right. How? It's Tell scary. me again. I'll tell you in chat, it's very offensive. Oh, very. Okay. You know what? I appreciate that we're trying, while we're not trying to really censor ourselves, we are we are working on some variety of quorum. That's, that will make Todd very happy if we don't drop all the F-bombs. But fuck, 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 fuck. There, I just dropped a bunch. Um, Lex isn't still listening, is she? Okay, good. All right, so... Um, good thing you checked about the, that after you said it, so... Yeah, I know, yes. Uh, shoot, na- shoot first and ask questions later. Um, so... Thought. Nobody yes. cares. I'm oh, just that's kidding, a, honey. That's, <laughs> ouch! That's not very nice, damn. But at any rate, uh, which is why my name for Aaron and Chad is not so good with emotions. <laughs> uh, so anyway, our analysis of Lower Deck Season 2 so far is that they have got a way to go to get us back, so let's see if they can do it. They're not doing anything original. They're doing the same stuff that, that Family Guy has done for 15 years. And, it's, it, you know, the thing that thing about that is, is it plays to the masses, the people that aren't necessarily huge Star Trek fans. Right. They, you know, that, that don't, that don't necessarily, like, have a reverence for it at all. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not well, saying they have a healthy reverence. Maybe next episode we'll get an Aaron Neville megaphone. Oh, uh, uh, no. Yeah, maybe. That- now that that would certainly that would certainly please me. That would that would be absolutely delightful. So, all right, well, let's wrap this up and let's move on to something that we're all a little bit more excited about. So, uh, in our last episode, we did debut and we dedicated the entire episode to it because it was a two part. Uh, it was a two part uh, story that we were talking about. But our the second segment of our ongoing show is going to be called Infinite diversity uh where we are going to tackle an episode of star trek that we have selected to have some uh social commentary relevance so uh i think this was a pick aaron did you pick this one i think rich did oh okay well no i think it was you i think okay all right well that being the case aaron it's your show go for it (laughs) (sighs) great um (laughs) so so critical care i i don't have a synopsis up to read for it Oh, I, 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 I stuck in the flow. I gave you a paragraph. Yeah. It says the doctor's program is taken from Voyager and he is put to work on a vast hospital ship where the twisted medical system is based on social status rather than medical condition. Um, oof. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, that's it on an, in a nutshell. And honestly, it kind of reminded me of like a caste system in a way, because the impression that I get from, um, just the doctor's conversations in like the bowels of the hospital where, you know, people of like low status are there. They have no way to better themselves. They have no way to get out of that situation so that mm-hmm. they can have more status. And it, it's a mm-hmm. l- lot like a caste system. You know, if your right. dad's a rat catcher, you're a rat catcher. Ooh, good. Good reference to the suicide squad. <laughs> or if that, that wasn't intentional. I've never seen. The I know. Squad. Well, it's just that was that was one of the characters in the movie that just came out. So it just it, it was very topical unintentionally, and I appreciate that. Good. So this is. I mean, uh, to your point. I mean, even now, you could even overlay this on like America as of right now. If your dad's totally. a farmer, you're a farmer. If your mom's a farmer, you're a farmer. You know. I mean, it. Right. It, you I can, don't know. You can, My. My mother's best friend and her husband are farmers. Their parents were farmers. Their children are, their son is a farmer with a master's degree in agriculture. And his sister is a lawyer who specializes in farm law. Right. 
So, di- so they so they do they are in the same we, field ostensibly in some ways, but but there are opportunities ways. now to move out of that is is what I'm saying. So you're not ne- so generationally yes up mm-hmm. until this point, and then my cousin who's the same age as me went to college. He's a very successful farmer. Um, and he's very environmentally friendly. So it's kind of like, you know, the new age of farming and his sister is, a an agriculture lawyer. So you can move up in the United States now. Right, right, right. But, you know, for, as you said, you can, but in a lot of cases you do have this generational, you know, and even looking at the way healthcare is in this country, you know, I'm going it, to add that they're white. If you're black, that's a different story. Well, and that's just the thing, you know, and that's not explicitly reflected in this episode because, again, much like all social commentary with Star Trek, it's set against the backdrop of, you know, science fiction and space stuff and the galaxy and blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, exactly right. So all the, I'm trying to remember, all the aliens don't look alike. They're a different cast of aliens. So one, one of them has more goobers on their face and they got like red, red weird modeling on their face and the other one's just kind of look like white people with little dit dots on their face. I'm trying to remember because the three of us watched this episode together earlier this week. Um, but much like happens when the three of us are together, we were just talking about their stuff and not really paying attention. But I had watched it not that long ago. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was not really reflective of, yeah, the divide of, of racial inequality in you know, in America, which is vast. Obviously, we all know that. Um, but and, and it was set against the backdrop of, you know, the fact that it's a Star Trek episode, and in forty, you know, three minutes of this or forty-five minutes back in those days, they still find a way to absolutely turn everything around. Um, you know, but yeah, the episode kicks off the Doctor. I, I just and it's funny because I watched another episode. Uh, the um, what the hell? We were talking about it afterwards. The one where it's the race in the future that encountered Voyager seven hundred years ago, and they stole. Oh, they stole the Doctor's backup module, and then they yeah. recovered it. And you know, it's it's this kind of. Okay, it, it seems like it happens. Obviously, those two times, but I feel like there are other episodes where the Doctor's program was kidnapped uh, throughout the series. So that's like super easy to do. And I think that was one of our comments that, like, you know, why don't they keep his whatever his backup something or other, you know, in a in a gun safe or something or a lockbox or. Whatever Janeway keeps it, you know, in a thing under her desk or something. I think I I said, like, why don't they have ADT security in the future? (laughs) Ooh, hey, we're you know what? We wouldn't be opposed to a sponsorship. ADT, you just got a shout out to our you know twenty five something hundred listeners a a a week that we get. So ADT, my Venmo is. I'm just kidding. You bet, you bet. And I will, I will. I will definitely check our. Yeah, I haven't checked in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of curious where where our viewership or, or viewer slash listenership numbers are at. But anyway, I, I serve no corporate overlord I, I, until you do. Until you do. <laughs> no, you don't want their except money for Apple, except for Apple. I guess. Oh, that's good. You know what, Rich? That's or Aaron. That's great news. When we start to get some money, we don't have to give Rich any. He just no, said we, he did. We absolutely do. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> so then, so we so what we're saying is we need Apple. <laughs> come sponsor us <laughs> oh so um so yeah so any any other thoughts kind of moving through this episode i mean again you know c- convenient resolution but a lot of great social commentary and time in between well i i also think maybe we should touch on um you know the doctor figuring out that he needs to manipulate the system so that they the allocator doesn't give less medication which really 
made me think of the corruption of our pharmaceutical companies and what God, doctors yes. have to do to dance around it. Right. Right. What was that story in, in recent years? It was uh, in, it was one dude who really manipulated a, oh, yeah. a pill for epilepsy or whatever it is that like, oh, that well, you guy. know, it used to cost, you know, 10 bucks a dose and now it's $10,000 or something ridiculous. It was uh, Martin. He's yeah. the same. He's the same guy that bought the Wu-Tang album. Yeah. Wu-Tang yep. came out with one album and he bid like a billion dollars on it or something and got it. And Martin like, Shkreli. Martin Shkreli. That's, that's it. Martin Shkreli. And they're like, are you kidding me? Are you? T- I'm trying to figure out how he could buy the only copy of an album. Like there was one pressing of this album and he purchased yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They, they so it just doesn't exist anymore. Well, first of all, great money-making scheme with unintended results because this guy's obviously a scumbag. So you you have a hundred dollars, you have a hundred, you know, a million dollars in blood money. So Way to go, Wu-Tang. He's in jail now, so. Okay, great. Well, you know, they, they made their money, and they're obviously fine with it. And crying about it as well. So, Oh, my gosh. That is that is absolutely delightful. So um, so anyway, so other thoughts? I mean, obviously, you know, you know, good prevailed or good was set up to prevail and, and things that would happen after the fact. But I mean, that's just indicative of the time frame of as far as, like, television and film that they're at least in television you know everything's wrapped up in a bow by the end of the episode right you know, yeah it's it's, it's just, it, that's just how they do it it's very sitcommy, but mm-hmm. i mean do you, do you think it was well handled do you think there's anything they kind of done could have done differently i think it was i think it was handled very well i think any episode with a doctor in it uh, you know i've got a soft spot for the doctor so anything totally. with him in it is going to be is going to be big on my list so um i think i think it was fun to see him in the lead role again. Right. Um, I, I do like that. They made it a point to like Aaron was talking about the doctor, you know, there, there was significant change, but it was, I do like the way they did it. You know, like they, they, they gave the guy the disease and then, right. you know, give them right. That. Like they should do that more like real life. We should be doing that. Most deaf. I, um, by the way, qu- uh, total sidebar and a plug for another podcast. I listened to, on my long drives back and forth to Milwaukee, which is where I'm doing this training for my new job. I go every Friday and a Monday. I get a lot of podcasting listening in. The Investigates podcast, which is done by Gates McFadden, Dr. Crusher, uh, just did a two part interview with Robert Picardo, and it's pretty fascinating. Uh, and what's nice about the show is that it has next to nothing to do with Star Trek. It's simply, and she's a fairly deft interviewer. I don't know if that means she, at, she writes her own questions. Maybe she's got a panel people who are doing it for her but i would recommend it his his story was kind of interesting it had a lot of it had a couple of weird parallels to the life story of brent spiner they both had uh, a parent either i think both of their cases their fathers passed away young and both of their fathers owned furniture stores oh that's weird i thought that was super weird but um yeah no i would recommend it like i said uh investigates you know gates i think it's invested dash gates uh, out there wherever podcasts are found and uh, Gates if you want to send us a couple of bucks we met a few years ago here at the Grand Rapids Comic Con um, and you, I thought you were a very nice lady she's also a Midwesterner she's from Cleveland better better yet just let's see if she'll come on the show right okay uh, who wants to tackle that Aaron you, you, Aaron you you're her. me oh. you, you said you met her at the Comic Con I know yeah. but I, and you're, I know, like, but, you're like, I'm a salesman, so sell it, baby. Yeah, I li- do it. I, but I like delegating. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. You All right. Any any, fi- any final thoughts before we move on to the news? Um, No, but on the news, I actually linked you guys with an article. I just now did it, so I apologize. Okay. It's the last minute. No, that's um, okay. And I, I think we should probably touch on that. 
but it's kind of related to the first article, so maybe Did, I'll just slap it in between and go for yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, you put, I didn't see it in the flow. So anyway, all I right, let's – we'll start talking about the first article, uh, and then we will work your part in. So Aaron, since you are uh, – do, why don't you just go for it? Jump on in and start talking about the first article, please. Uh, so it looks like on the centennial of Gene Roddenberry's birth comes word of a film project based on the great bird's life. So it looks like they're going to be making a, uh, a film about his life. Um, it says it's written by Adam Mazur, who did HBO's You Don't Know Jack, which I didn't watch. It's produced by a team that has Rod Roddenberry and his uh, producing partner, Trevor Roth, that's that's it. The rest is just fluff. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, what about your uh, what what about this side link that you tossed in there then? Gene Roddenberry's life's work to be digitized and massive preservation project. Wow. Yeah. No. That yes. sounds pretty. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. Tell us about it. Well, they're gonna. It, they don't have too much information on it, but it says that it's going to house holographic and digital renderings of the USS Enterprise along with TV and film sets. So it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Um, I can't wait until I read a little bit more information about it because I think that I think that this could potentially be like a really cool thing. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, again, a, a, a kind of a crazy visionary. I know that I don't know that his son Rod Roddenberry was ever really in the spotlight until about five years ago when Discovery came out. Because I know he had some involvement in the franchise in the time in between. I don't know what he was doing with his life he, in that time. He was in um, he was in a documentary that I saw that was pretty cool, and that kind of got him on my radar. And this was like eight years ago. Oh, okay. But I guess he does a lot of charity through That's the Rod awesome. Roddenberry Foundation. And I mean a lot. That's well, I mean, kind you know, of he's, what he does. He's the son, obviously, of, of two of the most pivotal people in franchise history, the creator and Major Barrett, who was a number of different roles and just a, she's he was the great bird she was the great lady first lady of star trek whatever it is she was she's, awesome she's the computer voice mm-hmm. well and she was of course loxana troy she was number one she's she's just totally awesome um she so is. yeah it does no it said uh yeah uh, rod and his producing partner trevor roth uh share ep uh writes on all star trek universe projects starting with discovery so um yeah so i i you know i, I think this is totally awesome i have heard a lot of middling things about Gene Roddenberry over the years. He was kind of a product of his times. He was a little bit of a playboy back in the day when he, you know, he was a uh, he was an aviator in World War II. He was a policeman in Los Angeles. He transitioned into being a writer, and then he was. If you've ever seen the HBO series uh, California or the uh, Showtime series Californication, which I love and Aaron doesn't like, uh, he kind of reminds me of Hank Moody, uh, the way that he's described in some of this stuff that he, you know, he kind of got around a little bit, but ultimately gave us uh, work that we all really care about, regardless of. Uh, yeah, his Rich, person, his person. Rich just posted too um, the Nichelle Nichols. Um, conservatorship battle, which came out last week, but since we didn't record, we didn't get yeah. to touch on this. Yes, yeah, Rich, go ahead, please. Yeah, with, well, basically, what's going on is she's in, in she's in the middle of this battle. She's suffering from dementia, right? And um, it's Alle- basically... allegedly though, like if you right. read the facts, there there's no telling 
how bad it really is. And I just saw her in a documentary that was filmed not that long ago where she seemed pretty lucid. Right. Totally. Yeah. The documentary that we all watched. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're, you're right. Yeah. So allegedly suffering from dementia, but she's basically her, her son, her either manager or her former manager and a friend of hers are all kind of struggling for her fate. And I guess her son just sold her house. Um, Not cool. and, and so that's kind of what raised the red flag. People are starting to get a little worried about her. It reminds me of the Stan Lee situation a little bit. Right. And, uh, when Stan was struggling in his last few years and his, uh, his manager was kind of soaking him and forcing yeah. him out on stage and that sort of stuff. I'm hoping that something like that's not happening here with Nichelle, but, um, but you know, I just want to, I just want to bring it up because it's important. She is an integral part of as, as integral, I think as Gene, Gene Roddenberry and, and Majel Barrett. She I totally, I, I totally Gene agree. Yeah. Could be potentially being taken advantage of. So, yeah, exactly. you know, exactly. We, we need a free Nichelle Nichols movement. Hell yes. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're going to do it. You know what? Who cares? Hashtag, about free? Put a hash brown on that and send it to the internet. You but you know what? We don't care about Britney anymore. That shit got done. Now it's free Nichelle, free Uhura. Give it a hash brown. Exactly Hell correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So moving on to the final story, unless there's any other thoughts. I gotta tell you, I wouldn't mind if somebody gave me a free hash brown. <laughs> I, I you know what? We said that and as we were talking, I I moved and my stomach started to grumble. I don't think it's an accident. <laughs> you I'm want a free you, hash brown too. I just, I want it. Well, it's, you know, it's pushing lunchtime. And so, yeah, totally. Well, it's past lunchtime. So anyway, because it's past lunchtime, we're going to hit this last story. I am jazzed about this next bit because I have realized in rewatching Star Trek Voyager in the last several years, watched it all the way through with April, uh, probably within the last three or four years. And it's it's her favorite series. Janeway is her favorite character. And while Riker has always been my dude on Voyager, Chakotay is my favorite character. And it looks like he is going to be making, it says an appearance uh, on Star Trek Prodigy, which it would be great if these friggin' jerks would give us a friggin' date when this friggin' show is going to come out. Because they keep saying, oh, fall of 2021. Well, it's the end of August. You know, kids are, going, kids are going back to school. Uh, did you say, did you say where? <laughs> where? Where are you? Where? When will this happen? When? 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 Cool whip. Oh, wait, we're not going back to Family Guy. We're not. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we're what? not. We're going straight to Chakotay because that's how Robert Beltran talks. He enunciates this, the crap out of every wh word well we, it, we just watched him yesterday on the, I know. On the watch party. oh on the oh was and, that one of the one of the comments on the watch party last night oh no i said that before the watch party started and then oh every time gosh. he started talking i would say <laughs> it right after the same way and it was like where and then see it well, I, it was funny, something I noticed, and this goes way back to when I watched the series for the first time with my ex-wife when it was on, is that early in the first season, they really tried to ethnicize up his name by calling him Chakotay. Did Chakotay. You say, did you say ethnicize? I do. Well, I do how, I do, you know, give me a better word. They were just like, they were like really trying to make it something it, when it just became Chakotay. I don't know. How would you say it? I know I'm in trouble now, aren't I? I, I, I might say ethnicize. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fine. I was. I was not close, but I was not that far off. I'm going to give myself that credit. Bing. Oh my gosh. So anyway, th- this is this is cool. I am really super not happy that we don't know when this damn show is coming out. Um, but it says, yeah. Uh, Beltran was talking about this at the 55 year mission, which happened in Las Vegas last week. Which I'm kind of bittersweet about that. Is while I'd love to go there. 
isn't it pretty widely known that Vegas is like the hotspot right now for COVID? No, that's Alabama. I, I'm. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going, I'm not committing to anything. I'm not doing anything. I finally decided I was going to try to go to um, Chicago. And then I changed my mind promptly. And I said, until they have masks required, and you have to prove that you've been vaccinated, I don't want to go be with people. I, on that regard, there was uh, April and I, as you, you know, uh, we talked, we ran our first um, con appearance for the chapter. Yeah, I, uh, I saw the all the week. photos and I loved yes. all, the, all the masks that I saw people wearing. It was great. <laughs> what, what, I, what I was going to say in reference to that was one of the, one of the vendors was a leather worker who was making little COVID passports that you can wear on a chain, and I got one for each April and I. So when we do go out, it says, and they're Star Trek guys, so they say plague ship passport, and you could stuff your thing in there, and it says Star Trek or something or other. So I thought you would appreciate that. I should have had it because we're a visual medium. I should have had it to show you, so I apologize. I, I thought you were going to say that he was making leather masks, so I was going to say, wow, that is not going to work, dude. You don't think so? Mm, no, they, 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 breathe, they breathe so well. So anyway... Yeah. Back to the story. Yes, Beltran did. April, April bought him a mask, by the way. It's all black. It covers his whole head and it has a zipper <laughs> a little right zipper. here. A little zipper right there. Anyway, back to the story. You guys are, oh my God. Your next cosplay, Charlie, is the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Oh my God. But with but wearing, wearing a com badge, so it's a Star Trek cosplay. Um, I did just get, and again, I don't have it to show. I just got today or in the mail last night. I have the newest. Uh, Star Trek Discovery won the 32nd century all color with the little epaulets and stuff. And so I'm excited to Does wear it that say for next year. Pussy wagon on the back. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's going to shortly um, because I'm, I'm getting going to get that in, emboldened. So anyway, <laughs> but you guys make it really difficult to talk about this. So anyway, Beltran coming back. Do you think this is going to be a big thing? Is it going to be a guest shot? What do you think? I think it's going to be a one and done. Yeah. yeah it'll be one and done as probably. well. Probably. But again, here's a guy that, you know, has had what I feel like zero association with Star Trek at all since that show ended. So. Well, I don't, I don't think he particularly likes Star Trek and, and maybe rightfully so. He probably thought it was offensive that they put a tattoo on his face and made. <laughs> Have you seen that meme going around? It says tattoo on face. Still got great job. <laughs> Here, he had the job when he got the tattoo though. If you follow his history, he was, he got that after his father died to honor him. So it's not like he came back to do the next day. It's a tattoo on the face. You know, you're out of here. Wait, the actor got that tattoo on his face? No, the, no, the character, if you know, oh my God, you guys, this is just right off the rails, but no, <laughs> the care, the character did. If you, there's a season, right. I want to say season two episode called tattoo where he, you know, has this blah, blah, blah. And he has these flashbacks about his dad and, and ends up explaining why he had the tattoo. So, did he have I any think, say in it? Did uh, Robert Beltran have any say in like that? I that's a good question. I think we should get matching tattoos on our faces that just say Code Forty Seven. Code Forty Seven across your forehead. No ragettes. I serve no corporate overlord. Uh, yes, no corporate overlord. It's okay, really like right here, right here, like right here, right. Oh my gosh! Like okay. No regrets, guy. Oh, yeah. t- just right, right along your dress. Yeah, very good. It's no okay. regrets, but it's spelled wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, with that magnanimous uh, uh, tip off, uh, that's the end of the show. So uh, I will let, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to let Rich take us out. Oh, I was going to pick Rich. Good deal. Really? Okay. All right. 
So for more information about Starfleet International in Michigan and beyond, wait, why are we still talking about Michigan? Okay, I'm going to change that for next time. So please, please visit USS Grand Petoskey and the USS Nomad on Facebook. Rich and, and Rich and I don't care about Michigan. I know, but but our but the the, the USS Grand Petoskey is based in Michigan, so that's kind of where that's going for. So I wear gloves, just, Charlie, not mittens. Okay. <laughs> Star Trek International, blah blah blah. I'm changing that for next time. Does that gonna kind of make you happy? Okay, yeah, just, so, you know. Please visit. Uh, please America visit. Beyond. Please visit our chapters. Exactly. Wait a minute, uh, we hate Michigan. Oh, <laughs> so rude. All right. Well, with that, the show is over. Friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring, and to keep on trekking. My shirt. Kapla. Ka- uh, live long and prosper. I guess. Hey, Lexi, do you want to say goodbye? Just say a real quick goodbye. Say, like, bye-bye or something. Bye. Code 47 is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for our great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. If you would like to be part of the conversation visit our new Discord server, or join us on Facebook, or follow us at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends on YouTube, and don't forget to visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.